That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. What's up, man? Hey, hey, dude. Just, uh, hey, just dude. enjoying the weather. Oh, gosh. I, I, I feel like you said that to, to trigger trigger me. I try to do that. I, I, I love talking it. about the weather. I'm sure, I'm sure people love hearing us talk about it. It was very sandy. There was a red flag warning, all sorts of stuff going on today. Still is. But it's a great day. It's a great, great day in Lubbock. This is this is one of the days you endure for a beautiful, crisp fall day. You just got to keep that in mind. This is a day where you experience Lubbock with all of your senses. Yes, I did. I did have some pretty darn good barbecue today that I will talk about later. Hey, I had some pretty good barbecue last week. I'll talk about later. Oh, good barbecue talk coming up in about. An hour. What do you want to say? Over <laughs> under <laughs> 60 minutes? Skip to marker 102, 27 seconds to get to our barbecue talk. Yeah, because we were just talking before we recorded. Like, ah, we'll, we'll probably probably be pretty short tonight, right? And then we Well, especially because you never know. Especially when we have so much to discuss from the Oscars on Sunday. My goodness. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Oscar talk. I think that's what you're leading off with, if I'm reading this correctly. So Absolutely. Now that we've lost everybody. Now that we've lost everyone. No, I'm just kidding. We are not talking Oscars. We're talking Texas Tech basketball. Going to recap the season. I went back looking for notes, Michael. And I very intentionally didn't write anything down, unfortunately, about my predictions or projections for the season. Um, I guess I could have gone back through the the, uh, the podcast episodes. Yeah. Who wants quickly, to do that? But it wouldn't have been as fast or as easy. Because I was trying to do this <laughs> afternoon. Um, we'll talk about, about some baseball, uh, our, our man, Kurt Wilson and, uh, walk off Wilson, walk off Wilson. That's, that's, yeah. that's what I'm trying to get going. I think I had upwards of three to five likes. There we go. On my walk off Wilson tweet. So it's, it's, it's a movement. It's, it's got to, everything's got to start somewhere. Yeah. If you want to be in on the movement with us. You can follow us on Twitter, 23 personnel at punts suck at Michael underscore LBK. And you can also follow us on ColorCast, which is where we live stream our episodes as we record these. All you got to do is download the ColorCast app. It is the live audio only sports talk platform free to download and to use. Talk to us, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. You download the app. Create your profile and follow us at 23 personnel. We go live Tuesday nights at nine. Come with your spiciest takes. Guys, if, if you need something more than spice in your life, how about some vitamins, how about some greens, 
make you feel better. Get some, get some superfoods going. One delicious scoop of Athletic Greens will give you 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, probiotics, adaptogens to help start your day right. Adaptogens is my second favorite word today next to dichotomy. I love that word. The, the special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. That energy thing probably speaks to a lot of a lot of you because like me and Spencer, you work all day, you have kids, you're trying to work out. Energy is at a premium. This costs less than $3 a day. It's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season or during dirt blowing season. Mm-hmm. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase because we can travel again. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. So, Michael, I before we jump into basketball, I had... Oscars? No, no, no. Oh, that's late. Okay, go <laughs> that's, ahead. That's later. It's much later. Maybe after we, we hit the record button again, you know, okay. it stops. No, um, I was thinking about recutting a basketball highlight reel, and then I remembered who we had doing commentary throughout the tournament. Now, don't have to, don't censor your, have to say something where you have to censor yourself again. Again, nobody <laughs> knows this. I had to cut out, I, I don't even remember how long of a segment, 30 plus seconds of the instant reaction. From, Spencer had a lot of, speaking of spicy takes, <laughs> he, had, he had some spicy ones for Jim Nance. Yeah. So. Yeah. No need to repeat it. I don't want. I don't want you to have to make well, our producer go back through and edit everything. So we didn't have we didn't have the A team in the first couple of rounds, and then we had Jim Nance and his love fest with Duke and the uh, the Sweet Sixteen, mm-hmm. and like legit, like the highlights for Texas Tech in that game. He sounded disappointed. I was like, this is this is wouldn't work. So you can just stick with that for for one more one more go around uh, before I you know dig back through the season's worth of games to recut it. Having Ooh. said that though, yeah, let's go ahead and jump in. We'll play the music everybody's waiting for, and then we'll talk about the basketball season. Let's roll. Here comes Stevenson. Spins. Tie it at the line. 
So there's there's no uh, there's no top in that. Um, and probably like a lot of you Red Raider fans out there, after Thursday, the tournament ended free. There's no basketball still going on. Couldn't care less if they were had something on the TV called NCAA March Madness. Text Tech was. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives... There's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. In it, you didn't care. That's where I'm at. I, I could not watch... And I probably won't. I probably won't watch any of the final four or the title game. Um, but I will take, I will play the moral victory game here and say that you took Duke to the wire. You play them as best as, as they've seen an opponent play them. 36, seven, 38 minutes, whatever it was. And then they, they beat you, right? Um, but dang, I really, uh, I couldn't care if they beat a conference foe in the final four. I really don't want to see Kansas win. Um, I mean, I, I, I guess that means North Carolina or Villanova for me, but... Either way, none of that sounds particularly enticing or intriguing for me. So, I haven't watched any of the basketball tournament after Texas Tech was eliminated. Um, and I really, you know, whether or not Duke makes it, I, I guess the further they go, you know, or if they, if they win the, the tournament, I, I think there, there were some people that were pointing out um, the last few times you've been knocked out of the Sweet 16, it was to the eventual champion. Or, or whatever that that stat is, uh, that is discounting having played Arkansas. But when you lost to Gonzaga, Villanova, Virginia, um, you know th- those all and those those years went on to win the thing. So, I mean, I I guess I'd, I'd pull for Duke to get there so you can continue that trend again, skipping over Arkansas when they beat you. But other than that, Michael, I don't. I don't really have, you know, a say or, or what I want to see in the tournament. Yeah, I, I'm with you. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm out of breath. I had to go turn our sprinklers off because one, it's, you know, it's like 90 mile an hour wind last outside. And two, 
we had some concrete poured today. So I'm kind of concerned that maybe running sprinklers. I don't know. It just seems like just slow down the drying process. Yeah. just <laughs> seems like a thing to not do. <laughs> so to not do, I forgot they were running anyway. So I ran and I came back. I caught most of what you said. I'm with you, man. I can't believe how quickly I checked out of March madness. Uh, just completely done after tech was done. And I guess I'm sort of rooting for Duke. Like you mentioned, I, I guess there's kind of a feather in our cap to say we lost or our three of our last four losses in the tourney were to the eventual national champion. Um, I think you'd mentioned that too. It's just one of those, man, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't manufacture it. I'm, I'm really not interested in, in it anymore. I mean, I guess Duke UNC is supposed to be exciting. We already got that though. Like three sure. weeks ago. Yeah. And then you get, uh, Kansas Villanova, Kansas Villanova. Yeah. I mean, but, but even that, that's a, that's a final four game. That's not a title game. Like I, I, sure. I I'd be more interested to see them play for the title than, than a final four. Well, I wouldn't, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that this weekend we've got family coming in town. I'm taking my first stab at a 5k. We're going to the wine festival thing. So we, we've got a busy weekend planned anyway, but it's one of those things that obviously if it's on and it's exciting, I'm sure I'll eventually watch it a little bit, but I, I'm not trying to be that contrarian guy, but I'm, I'm really just to that point where, man, it's just, I'm still, I'm still a little bit sore. I'm still a little bit upset. Yeah. Disappointed. Well, disappointed. Nothing to be disappointed in the season. I guess just the way that you had expectations, you wanted to go further uh, as, as we always do as, as tech fans, like we, we predict, um, you know, a lesser, final product than what we get with basketball or at least that's what we did this year but you get there and like we said last time you're like man you feel like you could have gone further had you not run up against duke who now has the number one offense according cool. to ken palm yeah that seems about right <laughs> um based off what we got to witness but i mean hell of a season for for mark adams in his first year and a power five job as a head coach um you know you want to you want to look at foundations yeah like like we 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 gave a lot of credit to to tubby smith when chris beard came in we give a lot of credit to chris beard as as, as adams comes in or came in and maybe because it's trying to give credit to beard but i was like with the roster turnover like what what was left was fan support and engagement. However, Texas tech has seen that whenever anything has been successful, it wasn't like, you know, he brought the basketball program back from the dead where he had dozens of fans in the arena. Um, Texas tech has, has historically supported successful programs. So all that to say, trying not to give Chris Beard any, any extra credit there. Um, but you go on this season with the cast of guys, Adams pulled together, go 27 and 10 on this year, on the season, 12 and six in big 12 play your final AP poll. As of March 14th, you are 12th. Ken Palm, you finished eighth. That may change as the games go on. You dropped, 
dropped just a couple of spots. Finished the season at 42nd in offense, first in defense. Has the metrics. They had you a little bit higher at fifth overall. Offense at 22nd, defense also at first. Um, Ken Palm, I love how they do the uh, your opponent's defense. On this season, your entire schedule, you played collectively ninth best defense. You played against the ninth best defense in terms of your schedule, and you put it 42nd in terms of overall offense. For offense, you played the 24th best offense, and you had the first defense. Um, yeah, it's a good way to win some games. It's a good recipe. Yeah, it, you it just shows how strong the the conference was this year. Uh, you know, obviously, a lot of that de- defense came in those eighteen conference games and the couple of tourney games that you got to have the three. And you know, Iowa State showcased that in in the tourney, and so did TCU. So it, it's it traveled. Uh, it was legit. And, you know, even once they got outside of conference play, they were able to really shut down some offenses. And, you know, I would say, yeah, that 42nd in offense, that stings a little bit. That doesn't, I was hoping tech would be higher than that uh, coming into the season. I I just kind of had some high hopes with, with Peary coming in. I I thought they were going to be a little bit, a little bit differently, uh, and they were different offensively. Uh, I, I do think they were different. They were a little bit more, uh, oh, the word I'm trying to use, intentional. I don't think they were just kind of making stuff up and then hoping it worked. Uh, you know, I, I really appreciate Adams calling timeouts with 15 seconds left or 20 seconds left and a half, that type of stuff. Even when things didn't work out, at least he, he tried to draw something up and get a, get a last good shot. But I was really hoping for a higher adjusted offense. And and I think a lot of it had to do with Shannon just being, I, and I'm looking at myself. I think I overhyped him this season and was kind of over reliant on what he was, he would be able to do offensively when he came back. And of course, none of us could factor in the injuries that he sustained and that he had to yeah. deal with. Yeah, that nagging weeks. back injury, all right? Like, you, you're not, you're right. not just going to come back from that after a couple of days of rest or stretching or whatever uh, and be 100%. Like, it looked like and seemed like um, as much as he wanted to and tried to and gave everything he could, he was never really 100% after that, those back spasms. Um, and, and that's just the nature of that kind of injury, that kind of issue that you deal with, right? Like they can come up at any time. Yeah. And it almost um, seemed like because of his prolonged time on the bench, guys like Adonis arms got to shine. Oh yeah. And the offense kind of changed, you know, it didn't go through Shannon near as much starting in January, February than it did early on. Uh, of course, you know, Shannon missed the first few games too. I, I forgot what his injury was there. It may have been ankle. I can't remember. Or, I can't remember either, but he missed, he missed the first few games as well. Or maybe it was McCuller. Gosh, I'm getting it all mixed up. Well, so McCuller missed some extended time too. And that again, forced, uh, you know, more time on to Malik Wilson on to Davion Warren. Um, just guys that you, I guess, weren't really expecting to rely as heavily on throughout the season. 
Um, and again, we're not we're not saying just because McCullough and Shannon were injured, that's why your, your offense was that bad. Um, I, I think through the season, you realized that the sum of the parts, you still had some holes, right? Like you needed sure. a true point guard. Um, you needed that absolute sniper of a shooter uh, that you could rely on uh, or just that, that beast of a player that like eight seconds left, you get the ball to him and it's just like you let him do his thing. Um, you know, and, and we talked about how that was both a, a positive, right? Because no team defensively could key in on one guy at any night. Um, it also, you know, you could kind of, you know, maybe say that it hurts you because there wasn't that one guy that you could turn to like, Hey man, <laughs> this is your game. So, uh, I wanted to ask you this cause I, I just threw this, I'm just throwing this out there. I would say that was my biggest disappointment of the season. You know, just, just not having as highly of a ranked offense, you know, going through the droughts that we talked about that they just could not overcome. Uh, and, and that's, one of the big downfalls against Duke aside from just Duke being a really great offensive team, but scoring droughts. Uh, I mean, I don't care how good defense you play. If you don't score for eight, nine minutes, you're going to lose on the road in Stillwater. Um, so I think that was probably my biggest disappointment of the season of a great season. Uh, and I wanted to see if you kind of had a, a disappointment of the season. Yeah. And, and, Obviously, it would have to also deal with the offense because there's not, there's no, you're not going to find me being disappointed in any of the de- defensive performances when, oh, sure, when you finish first in the country. And, and not even just like first in points allowed. Like, this is advanced metrics of multiple different ways to measure it. You were the best defense in the country this year. Um, and there's been more games played. I mean, there's been, there's been what, at least eight more games played or something since Tech last played their last game and yeah. they're still first. So obviously for me, it's the, it's the, the offense. And to be fair, I think maybe this is just because of my expectations. Not that anything was said this way, like specifically laid out. I don't want to blame Peary, but when you saw what he did offensively at his last stop, my expectation was he was going to bring some more of that high tempo offense to Texas tech. So you're going to pair the suffocating defense with a, with a faster offense. And we didn't see that. We didn't see that at all. Again, that, that may just been my miss just missed expectation of what Peary was going to bring. Um, but the offense that he was, that he was known for that he was put together, putting together at Portland state nothing like what you saw here at Texas tech. And, and you know, part of that probably has to do with playing complimentary, right? Like you can't do all gas, no breaks on both sides, offense and defense, right? You can't, you can't just yeah, run we, yourself out of the gym football. Yeah. <laughs> kind of the, kind of a similar philosophy. And, and speaking of breaks, maybe Mark Adams put the brakes on that. Maybe he kind of slowed Peary down a little bit. And cause you know, we, we kept hearing that Adams wanted to open up the offense more and kept trying to push mm-hmm. Beard to do that. And so I think that meant you, you, know, you hear that and then you hear the hiring of Peary and what he was able to do up in the Northwest. And you think, okay, all right, well, I think he's going to maybe not go to the extreme, but I mean, really make a big change 
and there was a big there difference. Was, there was there was well, there, there was, was way more motion. They were moving the ball around. Uh, they were setting screens at the top of the key. You know, sometimes ad nauseum. You're like, all right, who's gonna? <laughs> they ran the Wii for like 15 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> like, what's going on? How many but, times are we gonna do this? Yeah. So, I mean, for, for me, I, I guess it would be more related to the tempo, um, and just feeling like you were still so hampered offensively. Again, you you may have been, you know, constructed a little bit with a skill set of the players you had on the roster because you obviously gone heavy defense mm-hmm. right and like you weren't getting five star one and done type talents that could do everything and even those are rare like when you look at Paulo Bancaro really only good on the offensive side right like Duke sure. does not play defense and they've got some of the best players out there they just don't play defense anyways um so for me, biggest disappointment of the season has to be just the offense not being as cutthroat as I initially thought or was expecting it to be. So, Michael, what was your biggest surprise of the season? Biggest surprise was Bryson Williams. I I, mm-hmm. I think I should have expected this. I, I, I obviously didn't do enough due diligence research on him before he came in. I was excited about him. I definitely thought he was going to contribute right away. Uh, but the guy, you know, he kind of turned into that guy, depending on what game it was that you mentioned earlier, where, Hey, we need us. We need a bucket. We need somebody to do something, you know, 21 points against Duke, 14 against Notre Dame, 20 against Montana state, 17 versus Kansas in the, in the tourney game. I mean, he, his last four games, he averaged almost 20 points a game. Uh, you know, had great shooting on the year, finished at 54% from the field, finished at 42% from three. I wonder if he was Tech's best three-point shooter. He might have been. You know, if you're finishing at 42%, you're up there. Um, I, I was just really impressed with what he was able to do. I didn't know what to expect. I'm kind of ashamed at how ignorant I was on what to expect, but man, the guy can, he can beat you from a number of positions. He can back you down on the post. He can just shoot the three. I, 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 he fights for rebounds. I'd say the only Achilles heel on him is, is he can't quite keep up with the point guards and stuff when he's asked to do that on the defensive end, but that's a tough ask, you know, and, and I'm, not expecting the biggest guy on the floor to necessarily be able to do that unless his name's Marcus Santos Silva, which, which is, is wild. A rare, it's a rare thing, but he's right? very good at that. Yeah. Like, so in terms of, of Williams, I would also say that he was one of my, my biggest surprises. Um, cause I expected more defense from Williams. I, I, with him being the biggest on the floor, I expected him to alter shots more. I expected him to be, uh, grabbing all the rebounds, um, and, and maybe because I, I overestimated his size, right? I like he was what six eight. It's not oh, small. Let me see. I've got it pulled up right here. Uh, six eight, yeah, six eight um, two forty. Marcos Hendo Silva is what six seven. Like, there's not I, that he might be yeah, or, or six. He might be six nine. There's not that big of a difference between the two, but they definitely played two very different styles, very different games. Marcos Hendo Silva was more defensive minded. Whereas Bryson Williams is more offensive minded. Um, 
So the offensive performance that we got out of Bryson Williams was absolutely the biggest surprise. He did shoot 42% from the field, was your best three-point shooter. Terrence Shannon was second at 38%. Wow. Uh, Kevin O'Banner finished the season at 30, almost 34%. Uh, Calhoun was good for 33%, but he took, we didn't take very many. Yeah. I, I can't even show you. I can, can we see how many attempts he took? Um, McCuller was at 31. Adonis arms was 31. Davion Warren is at 30. Agbo is at 20. Anyways, you get the point. He, he far and away their best three point shooter. Um, but also like you got the ball, like down low to him and, and he went to work. He'd back guys down. Um, he, he didn't have like this whole big bag of tricks under the, under the rim. Um, but he, he would get close enough. And then he had a freaking deadly hook shot. Like the dude didn't miss with that. It yeah. felt like, um, but so yeah, he didn't play the greatest on ball defense. Um, you know, as much as you switch, but you had Marcus Santos Silva, that could cover their best guard, their best shooter, 40 feet from the basket in. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yes. So, again, biggest surprise for me, I would say Bryson Williams. Um, so, I want to look at the I, I want to look at the roster, give an update, or look at transfers, all that kind of stuff. Um, and without, like it'll probably be this way for, for several years until we get all the extra years of eligibility kind of wiped out from COVID. The guys listed on your roster as super seniors are Davion Warren, Bryson Williams, Marcus Santos Silva, and Adonis Arms. I would just assume all of them are gone. I, I don't know if they have any possible eligibility or waivers to, to, to claim or play. Just assume those five are out. Yeah, I, I've definitely seen quite a few posts and from official accounts saying, you know, congratulations to Davion Warren for finishing his college career with X amount of points. Yeah. So that for, for Donis arms too. Yeah. From the official Texas tech basketball, you know, Twitter account. So it's, you're right. I think these, these guys, uh, I really enjoyed watching him play Davion Warren. You know, I kind of, I kind of wish we would have gotten to see that offensive production that he's capable of. Yeah. Cause he, he, he's, was like what 25 points a game last yeah, year and i i am not saying it's on him i i think the offense just didn't run through him for for whatever reason so i was i was kind of wishing that we would have gotten to, we got to see glimpses of it here and there and it was fantastic the dude played lockdown defense i really loved watching him get a breakaway steal and hammer at home uh but yeah we, we've talked a lot about bryson williams and santos silva already Adonis Arms too, uh, just really impressed with what he was able to do. Kind of would have some rough games, like that Duke game was pretty rough. But man, then he started kind of coming alive. I think he scored Tech's last five points. Maybe uh, it was a little too late, but you know he would have some really good games and and is just a really gifted athlete. So gonna miss these guys for sure. But I, I think you're right. We've got to consider them. As, as moving on. Yeah. So Davion Warren, Bryson Williams, Marcus Santos Silva and Adonis arms, all huge key pieces to this team. Other guys that, um, you could just consider gone until they're not Terrence Shannon, uh, announced that he would be entering the transfer portal. Um, 
much differently than it was, you know, in football several years ago. You can enter the portal and, and end up staying with your team. Um, but Shannon announced that he was going to stay, or he's sorry, he's going to enter the portal and test his options, as did Chibuzo Agbo. Um, Kevin McCuller did announce that he's going to maintain his eligibility, but while also declaring for the draft. Um, they, I I did see someone that interpreted, you know, put, put their own spin on what he said. And like, actually, you know, the way it was written, it would seem like if he doesn't go to the draft that he's not coming back to tech. Hmm. I, I don't know okay. if I would read that much into it, but that's a possibility. Um, Sadar Calhoun he transferred in from Florida state uh, announced he was transferring, you know, early in the season, he has committed to Drake. And then you got Jalen Tyson coming in from Texas who will be eligible uh, this upcoming season. So yeah, he may play pretty quick. <laughs> well, yeah, you would expect to with that, you know, kind of talent, that kind of uh, pedigree. All that to say, you've got a varying number of scholarships available. Uh, you've got the th- three, I believe high school guys coming in, um, which means you'll have another, three or so depending how the the roster shakes out for Adams to go after grad transfers. The list I've seen in terms of guys in the portal and grad transfers, uh, I don't want to scoop a paywall here, but impressive list. So um, as, as he had, you know, he was on the staff obviously, but as he put the, the team together from April to August last year, I have nothing but confidence that he can find pieces again, especially now having that much more experience, uh, that much more just hands-on know, like he knows exactly what he what he had and what he was missing and what he absolutely wants in this next next year. I've got absolute confidence that he's going to go out and get the best possible players that he can. Um, did also hear that assistant coach Talvin Hester who's his first year at Texas tech has been named the next head coach at Louisiana tech. Uh, fun fact, Michael, I don't know if you saw this. He was on the Louisiana tech basketball staff last year as an assistant had been there for several years. They let go of their coach that year. Um, sorry, no, they didn't. He had the opportunity here at Texas tech got here. Then the opportunity opened up for him to go back as a head coach. And then, um, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but Sonny Cumbie said, hey, another guy coming from West Texas to North Louisiana. I know that trip. You're going you're gonna to have fine success. I don't know. He was wishing him luck, but also saying like he's familiar with that move from West Texas to Ruston, Louisiana. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So you'll have, uh, have a, a spot on the, on the staff, at least one. Uh, I haven't heard of Mark Adams making any other additional moves, but at least one more assistant or at least one assistant to, to replace with the, with the, the success that you saw this year uh, and just the overall where the program's at, where it's trending, I would expect Mark Adams to have his, his pick. He's going to have a bunch of guys that want this job. Yeah. And, and to, to piggyback on that and you, you may have touched on it already, but it was kind of the same thing with players. Uh, you know, last year guys were sort of taking a chance on Mark Adams. You know, they, if they weren't intimately familiar with Texas tech basketball for the last several years, they, 
they didn't really know for sure who he was. And we're going off of a lot of former players endorsements, which is great. You know, keep those up. I know Odiase was big in that camp. I believe Tariq Owens was to Mooney, those guys. Um, thank you. Good job. Moretti. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So all those guys really talked up Adams, but, um, and please continue to do so, but I don't think they will need to as much because Adams has made it to the sweet 16 with his own group of guys in his and, first year too. And his yeah. So I, I think that goes back to what you said is he will have people calling him for that position. He will have players wanting to play for him, calling him as opposed to, I don't know about tech. You know, I think, you know, beard just left. It's kind of weird. It's like, Nope, we've got Adams and we've got a sweet 16, sweet 16 season that we're coming off of. And we want you to join our, join us down here in Lubbock where the, the wind never blows and it's always gorgeous. Got a banner to hang this, this upcoming fall, man. Oh, that's right. Got to be there. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. So with that in mind, we wanted to remind you once again that we are on ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio only sports talk platform. We're live right now. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter and join our group, which means you need to follow us at 23 personnel. That's at 23 personnel. And you will be notified when we go live. We try to go live every Tuesday night, 9 PM central. That's when we record. And now that you know that you can come with your spiciest takes. Guys, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. We're talking about athletic greens. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, Michael, with that done and wrapped, let's get to basketball. Oh, we put a wrap on basketball. Let's get to baseball. Walk it off. Desloni picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second throw. Out in second. Young looks it to right field, looking for a second home run, and he's got it into his own bullpen. Reps and some time because all the tools are there. Wow, this one launched deep left off the bat of Warren and into the bleachers. There he goes. And the pitch is driven high, deep to right. First end to the wall. Off the top of the fence. Here comes the big sell. Cameron Warren's going to be on home from first. From the third is late. And the Red Raiders have reclaimed the lead. Popped up. Trevor Bowie. Right, Michael. Got your I have hand a, up already. <laughs> I have my hand up. I have a friendship softball update. Would Let's you like it. to hear it? I mean, I'm 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 not a friendship tiger, but I'm I'm I will allow it. Well, this is this is a you know this is Kurt Wilson walk off Wilson 
time here. And so this is appropriate. Uh, Keith, who is the guy behind Red Raider Dugout, Dinger Derby, the podcast. If you're not listening to him, you should. Uh, He's also the voice of the Tigers, as we've mentioned before. But he updated us in his Slack chat today that uh, he was calling the softball game tonight for the Friendship Tigers. I don't know if they're the Lady Tigers. I don't know. But he was calling the softball game for Friendship. Just left us a note. Friendship trailed the whole way to Midland High. They clawed back down 04 to 3-5. So that's a pretty good little run to go on. And then they walked them off with a three-run bomb after Midland High intentionally walked the tying run and put the winning run at the plate. Mm. Mm, that's walk-off season, buddy. Hey, Congrats, congrats, Keith. I bet that was a fun call. Speaking of walk-off season, give a hat tip to our man Jeff Haxton. If you haven't heard it yet, oh. I want to play it for you now. He's up to 11. Oh, okay, I'll, turn your speakers down. All right. Let's see if I can get the sound to work. Pitch. Hit up in the air to deep right field. That ball's carrying. That ball's at the wall. Adios, Texas. Adios, Texas. Red Raiders, walk them off. I can't. I can't. Walk them off. Walk them off. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Did this really just happen? Kurt Wilson. You magical son of a gun. Oh my goodness. Unbelievable. It's one of the best college baseball games that's ever been played. 16 to 12. Red Raiders win. All right. You'll have to give Michael have to forgive Michael there. He couldn't hear. Sorry, man. I didn't know I was talking over everything. I realized it later. It <laughs> no, you're late. good. No. So at the beginning, he said this, this was from Saturday. So that was the game from Saturday where Kurt Wilson hits the walk-off grand slam to win 16 to 12. We'll go back in a second. This was a game where Texas Tech jumped out. Um, They gave up two runs early to Texas in the first, was down 2 nothing, And then... Against their number one pitcher, they knocked him out of the game within 23 pitches, ended up putting seven runs on the board in the first inning, held on there, ended up getting down 11-7. to Uh, Kurt Wilson actually started the rally in the eighth with a triple, ended up tying it. Um, The Longhorns score one in the top of the 10th to go to 12, 11 and you get some guys on. And then that, as you heard, Kurt Wilson hits the grand slam to walk it off. The other thing that's, um, I, I don't know, related. Let's just, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it being related. Going back to the night before, you and Texas are tied at four. You end up going into extras into the 10th. You get Kurt Wilson all the way around to third. You've got two outs, two strikes on Dylan Carter. And the coaching staff picked up on this little um, little hiccup, the little hitch, and the closer's delivery, where he would come set very slowly, very deliberately, and he would be looking down at his shoes as he kind of settled into his final 
spot before he started his delivery. But when you become that deliberate, you become that predictable. predictable. Yeah. Kurt Wilson and J Bob Thomas over there at third base saw it, called it out. As soon as he came set and was looking down or as soon as he took his, his eyes off of what was happening, Kurt Wilson takes off, ends up with a straight steal of home to walk it off in the 10th on Friday. And this is what that sounded like. Right. He steals the bag. Wow. He steals home. Kurt Wilson, while Nixon was on the mound looking down, has stolen home to win the ball game. Nixon never looked up and never even delivered the ball to Ardwan at home plate. I think the best thing about that have been all the memes and jokes on Twitter asking if the Texas pitcher has even looked up yet. <laughs> hey, I at least do not to talk over it that time. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so you win Friday with the walk off from Kurt Wilson stealing home. They, they looked it up at least in the MLB, a walk off straight steal of home has not happened in major league baseball in over 40 years. You get it on Friday night and you get the walk-off grand slam from the exact same guy, our man, the Longhorn Killer, walk-off Wilson. Also has his flair for the dramatic, as you all remember. It's in the highlight reel we just played. He had the three-run bomb against Oklahoma State in the Super Regionals and gets you to Omaha a couple years ago. My man. Then Sunday comes around. Don't want to talk about it so much. It's, (laughs) I mean... Props to Texas for for hanging around all weekend, dealing with that. I put a thumping on Tech. Um, Absolute. If if thump. you're going to win one game in a, in a weekend series where you were expected to win the whole thing, uh, you might as well run rule them. And dang it, they run ruled us 12 to 1 uh, in a day where you just could not. Obviously, when you score one run, you, could, you couldn't get anything going. Um, you couldn't get to the, the Texas bullpen like you had uh, in, in games one and two of the series. Um, it felt like your bullpen kind of faded there at the end. Didn't have a great start on Sunday. Um, and then it started to get away. And then I wouldn't say that Tadlock was, was complacent or that, that he was, he was uh, not, not complacent that he was, um, satisfied with winning the series already, but it felt like without knowing who was available, it felt like he was throwing guys out there to get them a look. Mm. Like he's like, well, we're already kind of down um, this game. Like it's, we've already won the series. A sweep would be great, but it's, you know, what we have maybe more important to get uh, other guys a look. Yeah, because three guys pitched total, I think, in the seventh inning, right? And so they came into the seventh. Texas was already up five to one and then scored seven runs in the seventh inning, which I've, which if I'm reading it right, which I'm, you're way better at reading these things than me. I think Sanders was on the mound to start that inning. And then Robinson and Chase Lopez finished it. But I may be looking at that wrong. It may have just been Robinson and, and Lopez that pitched the seventh. Yeah. So uh, Mason Molina, the starter on Sunday, went four and two thirds. 
Uh, so he was pulled in the fifth. Josh Sanders got the last out in the fifth and then all of the sixth. And Kyle Robinson, Jace Lopez combined for the seventh inning. They gotcha. each gave up four hits, uh, seven runs between them. All seven of those were earned. No walks, no strikeouts between those two guys. Uh, whereas Molina, he went four and two-thirds, only gave up five hits, three runs. All three were earned, two walks and four strikeouts. Um, Gordon they Lewis. Up, they gave up Gordon eight run, or eight hits on combined 29 pitches. That's every three every, every three pitches, <laughs> Oof. man. Oof. Um, and, and, you know, despite the way he started the game on Sunday, that first baseman for, for Texas, Ivan Melendez, I am glad you're not going to see him again for a while. <laughs> coming into coming into coming into Sunday, I think he was a cool twelve for twelve plate appearances and getting on base, whether it was walks or hits. Um, I think he had, I think he had walked three times and had nine straight hits. It was something ridiculous. I don't have everything pulled up in front of me from the whole weekend, but my goodness, Melendez, like. The, the top of the Texas order, let's just say that the top of their order um, was just absolutely deadly. They had Eric Kennedy, uh, Douglas Hodo, Ivan Melendez, Murphy Staley, Murphy Staley. My goodness. He and he and Melendez, uh, especially on Saturday, um, man, they just did some damage. Like every time they got up, every it felt like those two guys were responsible for all of their runs um, that Texas was able to put up and they put up 12 of them. Um, let's see on Saturday, those two guys, Eric Kennedy was four of seven. Uh, Hodo was one of five. Melendez was five for five. Staley was five for five. Um, Melendez and Staley combined for seven of the 12 runs, the RBIs. Uh, both of them walked, so they each got to the plate six times. They got on base all six times apiece. Uh, and then once they got on, they were never, they, they didn't leave anybody on. Um, they're just, just a ridiculous weekend for them. Um, like I said, just glad you don't, you're not going to see them again. Texas uh, did end up falling a little bit in the rankings, which we'll get to in a second, but Kurt Wilson. Uh, came out and was named the College Baseball Hall of Fame Brooks Wallace Shortstop of the Week for everything he did this weekend, not just at the plate, but in the field. We've got a midweek series. Tuesday game just went final. You defeated SFA Stephen F. Austin 19-1. to The wind blown out to left. You had a lot of home runs. And I love it. Jace... Uh, Jace hit one there at the end uh, when Oppo um, Ty Coleman, I think hit two tonight. Um, Coleman was four of five on the night. Jace young was five of six. Jace young hit three doubles and a home run. Ty Coleman hit a double and two RB two home runs. Both of them had five RBIs. My man, Sam hunt hit two doubles and three RBIs. Kurt Wilson, was two of five with a double and a home run. Easton Morrell, a double and a home run. So that's one, two, three, four, five home runs for the Red Raiders on the night. Um, to just the one. The one run you gave up was a home run. 
off of Andrew Devine, who got the start tonight for your Red Raiders. Um, he went four innings, gave up only two hits, one run it was earned, one walk, five Ks. Colin Clark, three innings, one hit, three Ks, which is fantastic. Brandon Beckel came in to finish it out, two innings, no hits, four Ks. You only walked one lumberjack on the night, struck out 12. Um, and as a team that you would expect, the caliber of Stephen of Austin, they were five and five and 16 coming into the night. They struggled. Um, they ran out two, four, six total pitchers, gave up 23 hits on the night on 19 runs. All 19 were earned, only walked three, only struck out. I say only, but only struck out eight. Um, so it means that the, when the Red Raiders were up to bat, they were hitting the ball all over the field. Certainly helped with the wind, but that wind benefits both teams, right? It was blowing left, or sorry, right to left. The, the impressive thing, though, Michael, I watched it when it happened. That home run that Stephen F. Austin hit, he hit that into the wind. He hit it oh, out man. to right. I was like... The hardest path it could take. <laughs> dang, dude. Whereas if I... If That's I remember correctly, way. yeah, if I remember correctly, all the Texas Tech home runs were left or left center. Um, so after, after tonight, Texas Tech moves to 21 and five on this season. You're two and one in big 12 play since Texas was your first big 12 series. You have SFA again tomorrow before you head on the road to take on Kansas. Before we get to looking at Kansas, you had quite a bit of a jump in the rankings after what you did this weekend, D1 Baseball moved you up to 7th. Baseball America, well, let's just say, D1 Baseball, Baseball America, the National College Baseball Writers Association, Collegiate Baseball, and the Massey ratings all have you at 7th. Your RPI jumped up to 6th. Hat tip to Gambling Gouchers for this little tidbit. Uh, Dallas Baptist is 1st in RPI. You beat them twice. Uh, you beat... You took two of three from Texas, who is up in the RPI a little bit ahead of you. Um, you got a big jump there. And then your USA Today coaches poll moved you up to sixth so far in the season. Where was Tech before all this, like kind of 12 to 18 range? Or they were kind of all I, over. I thought they? They, were, they, they were even lower. I think when they, like the official ranking, whoever they, they were following, they were either 16th or 17th. Yeah, they were just kind of, it seemed like they were everywhere up until this weekend. Yeah, they were mid to high teens. Now, like everybody's up, like oh, top ten team. Oh, yeah, they did did pretty good against Texas. Um, And I was like, you you were ahead of Texas in the in the standings. Um, That feels more like a power ranking thing because you just beat them. However, if you look at all of the statistical advantages that Texas have, like they are they are the better team. Like you 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 got them this weekend. Great, and then yeah. that, that'll always live on on your resume, on your on your uh, on your record. Um, but my goodness, like that that was a huge swing because very easily could that have been a three game sweep? And it would could have almost all been like Sunday. It could have just with, with the way how how well this this team hits that well, and they pair it so well with strong pitching. You, you like you say that. Uh, and, and you may laugh with, with what you did on Saturday to their ace, the guy that came in with a 1.1 ERA and you knocked him out within 23 pitches. But that's just, uh, that's taking advantage of someone having a bad day to me. Jumped all great. over him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, whatever, whatever, however we want to frame that, that's, 
that was a really ideal situation for Texas yeah. Tech. So you got the weekend series at Kansas, and then your midweek uh, series next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, two games at Grand Canyon. They're in Phoenix. Don't laugh because they actually have a pretty good baseball program. I think they're in the top 15 of RPI right now. Um, pretty good little program out of the whack. Got two games out there on the road. But this weekend, you've got the ninth best team in the conference. And don't forget, the Big 12 only has nine baseball teams. Kansas, really quickly, offensive comparison to Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech is batting a 284 so far on the season. Uh, whereas Kansas is 251, you've got a significant advantage there. When they get to the plate, slugging, you are mashing the ball. These are these are all stats before tonight. Kansas is at 384 on base percentage. You're at 410. They're at 344. You've hit well now more than twice as many home runs. Uh, you've hit 35 home runs on the year to Kansas is 16. You've scored almost 250 runs to their 115. Um, you have struck out. A, quite a bit more times than they have when you've been up to the, up to the bait, up to the plate. Uh, you've stolen a few more bases. You've stolen 23 out of 24 attempts where they are 21 of 27 defensively though. Again, just as bad of a matchup. Um, your, your pitchers are holding opponents to a 234 batting average. Kansas is holding their opponents to 265 ERA. You've got a full run and then some on them. You're 456. They're at 577. You've walked a handful of more batters. Uh, you've given up just a couple fewer home runs. Uh, you've given up about 20 fewer runs on the year. Um, ton of strikeouts and your fielding percentages is pretty comparable. Uh, 970 to 970. The biggest thing um, I would look out for is a guy named Ahuna Maui on the Kansas team. This dude is unbelievable at the plate. His slash line, so his average on base and is slugging averages 434 on base is 528 slugging is 711 that's percent of hits that he gets to second base or further 71% of the time he comes up and gets a hit he's getting a second or further I didn't know what that meant yeah (laughs) thanks for explaining that his OPS which is just they when they add the on base and the slugging together is a 1236 in terms of how that ranks, that stacks up or just across the conference, he is third in the Big 12 in average behind a couple of Longhorns. Believe it or not, third in slugging percentage, third in on-base percentage, third in on-base plus slugging, fourth in total number of hits, 10th in RBIs at 22, 10th in doubles, and he's tied for first in triples. This well, dude I'd- can rake. I think it's, you know, his teammates just need to get on base more and that those RBI numbers would he can't <laughs> would come up a little bit. He can't he yeah. can't do it if no one's on base. As as you would see from Parker Kelly jumping away up in the RBI totals, hitting grand slam certainly helps. Hitting solo shots. Although they're still they're still fun home runs, Mr. Ahuna Maui. Um, they don't count as many for RBIs. But that dude is a player up there for the Jayhawks. Uh, a bright spot on the team that's, like I said, currently ninth in most of the statistical categories across the Big 12. So with that and the your next Big 12 opponent being Kansas State next weekend back in Lubbock, you've got a great chance to pick up a couple more series. Um, I'm always of the opinion that like you just need to win series. 
uh, more so than than go for sweeps. So I'd rather you go four and two over those two series, as long as you take both series instead of uh, you know sweep Kansas and lose a series to Kansas State because it's it's series like this that'll keep you out of like a Big Twelve title hunt down the road. Yeah, and and looking you know as far as getting to watch these series, Kansas and Kansas State will both be on ESPN plus I'm seeing that the grand Canyon game, it's probably on radio only on Tuesday and Wednesday, but that's a really a darn shame. Cause as you were talking about them, I, I started looking up pictures of their stadium and they have just such a really nice stadium, a nice setup. I think every seat is a stadium seat. Uh, a lot of it's covered it's, it's got a beautiful sunset. So, I mean, it, it's going to be a great atmosphere for some baseball because they, the first one, I mean, it's already going to be dark, but the second game, depending on how dark it gets in Arizona, it'll be 2 p.m. local. Never mind. It probably won't get dark. But the first game, it'll be 6 p.m. local, so it'll be dark. I don't know why I'm so concerned about this. <laughs> they are Grand Canyon so far, 16 and 9 in the season, 8 and 1 in Western Athletic Conference play. However, with a grain of salt, I'll look at some of their opponents. You have some some um, crossover on opponents. They played Arizona. Uh, you you played them in the weekend that you were in Dallas. Grand Canyon beat Arizona nineteen to three. Arizona thirteen to two. Arizona basically did that to you. Uh, teams on their schedule. They lost a series to Nevada. Uh, played UC Irvine, UC San Diego, California Baptist. They played a three-game series, one Friday, 3-1. Then they won 10-3, 19-3. Cal State Northridge, San Diego. They split a two-game series with Oregon State. Won three of three against Utah Valley. Beat Arizona State. And then took two of three from Sacramento State this past weekend. They are currently playing... Arizona right now. They are on the top of the seventh. I don't have a score for you, but then they've got New Mexico State this weekend. So this is not a bad program. Uh, this is, you know, in, in basketball terms, one of those mid majors, um, but where they can definitely punch up. I don't have the uh, stats or, you know, guys to look at for you because as much as, as, as they're doing really well in the whack, it's just, it's, I mean, it's difficult to find like good stats on them. Let's just put it that way. So, um, want to remind everybody: one, you've got great baseball happening right now with Texas Tech. You've got all those games we just talked about. A great home slate coming up. Um, but want to remind you guys that today's episode of the Twenty Three Personnel Podcast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate on your favorite team. A rising tide lists all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sports drink, but without the vowels. It's S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. And go ahead and just punch the microphone in the middle of all that. Anyways, Michael, you ready to get to what we learned? I'm making all kinds of weird noises over here. I'm so sorry. Yeah, buddy. I think you nailed the what we learned over under. I think you said an hour or two. 
yeah, when we are at our, yeah, look at that. Hour two, 27 seconds right now. So all right. with that, let's get to what we learned. What did we learn, Palmer? I don't know, sir. I don't know either. All right. So for just predicting that an hour ago and then That's having this good. conversation, we were off by maybe 10 seconds. But if you're just tuning in, pointing it out, if I hadn't have pointed it out until now, we would have nailed it. Yeah, probably. Uh, if you skipped ahead, missed everything else, missed a great lively discussion on the Oscars, where we think or what we think about uh, Chris Rock and Will Smith and the yes. adult things they engaged themselves in. Alopecia. Very a lot, a lot of things. We covered it all. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to let no, because I, I have two things. I'll go first for one thing, let you do. And then I'll, I'll come back in with my last we'll, one. We'll sandwich it. We're going to sandwich it. I'm the meat of this sandwich. Good. Cause I'm going to be talking about barbecue and that works out. I'm also going to, I'm going to jump onto yours and also talk oh, about barbecue. Good. Um, we, the more the merrier real brief little league update. We had our second game this past week on Friday. We lost. Uh, and it's one of those things where, uh, we figured out that like one, the team we played, they, they had, they had some, they had some ballers, they had some, them batters. Um, and we're still, we're still working on, uh, not throwing the ball around all over the park. Um, paying attention, but it's fine. It's fine. Did see as we were getting there for warmups, I was like, is that him? Is that the guy? Is the guy from the, my team last year that quit on us? I was oh, like, oh my gosh, right. he's there. Like right at the very end, wasn't it? it? The day before our last game, he quit. Yeah, that's right. Um, anyway, so we get there. He's warming up with his team. Like that team over there was like, all right, well, here we go. Come to find out, his son was subbing for the, the team that we played. I was like, oh, so wait, wait, wait. We mean we get to play him twice? <laughs> okay, so his son plays in the White Sox. I pulled up our schedule. I look. Like We have 12 games on our schedule. There are 15 teams in our division, Michael. Oh no, we are not playing the White Sox this year. It's like oh, son man. of a biscuit. I wanted to beat them so badly. You would have been. You would. That would have been a red circle on your calendar. Oh, I would have ready to go. And here's the thing: it's it's been you know a week. They are dead last, which means in the two games they've lost, they are like last in every statistical category: one score, runs allowed, all that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, it would have been so juicy. To run up the score on the. I hate that that didn't work out for you. I truly do. Anyways, so that's literally we're uh, not off this week. We we don't play again until Friday. Uh, I got Grayson enrolled, enrolled in a, in a lesson tomorrow. Um, I'm I'm getting a little frustrated with, with our head coach because he's kind of falling into like we spend a lot of time on defense and practice and like whole team defense. I was like, not a great use of our time because <laughs> our batters still can't hit Jack. Or, I think you you had to kind of you almost went through that yourself last year, wasn't? Wasn't yeah. that guy trying to focus? Uh huh. And then you're like, no, we need to get on base, man. That's kind of how we need to spend this time. And then, yeah, I, I think your philosophy proved to be much more effective the following game. Yeah, because well, here's like he got so up, age, upset. You know, we got we got blown out by a really good team, really strong offensive team. Um. And he was like, we need to be so much better in the field. I was like, yes, we, we can be better defensively. Here's the thing, dude. When you have 17 kids come up to bat in the entire game and 14 of them strike out, 
I couldn't give two shits about how we played <laughs> defensively. Yes. <laughs> we had one kid get three hits and that was it. One kid got on base. Anyways, so we're kind of falling into that. Throw my hands up. It's not my team. Don't care. Like, I want the kids to have fun. I want them to win some games. I'm sure we can win some games. We just need to make sure that our offense is there. We may be a really good defensive team at the end of the year, but in this age group for baseball, little league, you really need some bats. So that's where we're at with baseball. Well, I, I learned that there's a, there's a barbecue place here in town. It's pretty close to my office. I don't go to it as often as I should one because trying to try to watch my figure slightly, but really that's, that's the only reason, honestly, because it's very close to my office, but Eddie's barbecue, I think I may have talked about it before, but it's been a while. They are on East 50th street. Unlike a, a lot of the other barbecue places in town, he's open Monday through Friday for lunch. He has food all the time. I've never been there and he's been out of food. He may have been out of one thing or something, but uh, Eddie's barbecue, great place to go. Probably not going to make a Texas monthly list. Their loss, people. <laughs> but uh, I think probably the, the main thing that he's known for is Frito Pie. Just piles on Frito Pie. You've got a large and you've got a small. Either one of them could feed a small family. But it piles on the brisket, the sausage, uh, jalapenos, onions, all of it, beans. But the thing I got today was the baked potato, which I'm a sucker for a baked potato. And they've, and they've upped their game on the baked potato, Spencer. Because mm -hmm. before, and I had no complaints before, it was just a, it was like in, a, in its own little boat, you know, just a little potato-sized boat. And so they stuffed as much chopped brisket in there as they could and cheese and butter and all that kind of good stuff, uh, barbecue sauce, and then you could get whatever you want on top. Great. Awesome. I go today, order that expecting the same thing. It comes in the big styrofoam container where they've like completely opened up the baked potato and just like covered it with chopped brisket and sauce. And then, you know, you can get jalapenos, pickles and onions on with, with whatever you order and uh, sour cream. There was a little bit of Louisiana hot sauce on the table oh. I was at, so I little, did a little dabble of that. That's my favorite. Son. I mean, that was really good. I, I, I've, I had no complaints with their baked potato, but they've, they've kind of ramped it up because I thought it was a, a guy at our table ordered a large Frito pie. And when they opened the thing, I thought, oh, well, that's obviously his Frito pie because it's just like there's so much brisket everywhere. Nope. That was my baked potato, and I ate every single bite. Nice. <laughs> So, so try Eddie's if y'all want to Monday through Friday, East 50th open for lunch. Sounds good, man. Uh, Hayden and I made the road trip out to Olton to check out Rahino barbecue last That's week. That's right. Yes. Went with Kyle of the gambling gauchos. Fantastic little trip. It's far enough out there. You need to make a plan to get out there. It's not like sure. oh, I've got some free time on lunch day. It's, it's a 45, 50 minute drive there and then 50 minutes back. However, if you <laughs> However. have, if you have the time or if you're out there poking around Northwest of Lubbock, my goodness, they've got some fantastic barbecue. I got a two meat plate 
I got the jalapeno cheddar sausage and sliced brisket. Sides, I got barbecue beans, which were fantastic. They had chunks of, I believe, brisket. Maybe there were pork in there. I don't know. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Whatever it was. Mostly. Like, it wasn't like so much meat as it was like fat of whatever that animal was. Had the green chili cream corn. Son. And then I I got an extra side because I was going to be splitting all this with Hayden. Um, so make sure he had something. I don't know how much of the meat he was going to have. So I got the macaroni salad, which was. It wasn't like a potato, or like a pasta salad. It was macaroni and cheese. Like it was more macaroni and cheese than a pasta salad, but it was also cold. Hmm. But it wasn't like cold mac and cheese. It was it was really good. Um, Brisket was fantastic. The sausage was even better. Oh, so good. Uh, they, they gave me a little thing of sauce. Didn't even open it. Didn't care. <laughs> Everything else was just fine. Hayden really enjoyed the, the side of, uh, raw onions. Dude just took that up as was like really? dipping <laughs> like He's strings. Been a very adventurous eater lately. I'm really yeah, proud of it. Like strings of raw onion. He was dipping it in the cream corn, wow. uh, was eating some of the pickles, the sliced pickles. And then he had some of the pickled onions, like the, the red pickled <laughs> onions. Like, man, this kid just was, this dude's awesome. Man. And of course he ate all the sides with me too. He, he had some brisket and he, I didn't give him any sausage. I don't know how he would have done with that with the harder skin, but well, the jalapeno too, that might've been a little much. He didn't seem to mind the, the green chili. Oh, he has uh, salsa and all sorts. Of, yeah. Well, the, 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 so the salsa he eats at uh, Garcia's is notoriously mild. Good flavor. It, it, it's a pretty so mild good, salsa. But, but it he, is a mild salsa. Yeah. He's picked up on, on dipping things. So, so oh, usually, okay. You, you just have to find something for him to dip with his meal. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me derail one more time. We went to Rhonda's Mexican food. That's good. It's on 34th. We hadn't, we hadn't, yes. And we hadn't been in a long time. It's a place we always liked. Allison's favorite thing to get is their fajita nachos. And you can get a small plate, but they have different sizes. The small plate's plenty. That's one of the things I like about that place is their portions are, are, are dead on. Like you can eat everything they give you and not feel like you've got to take a nap. But anyway, great portions. I got the ranchero enchiladas, which um, they use white cheese on the cheese enchiladas. So it was, it was two cheese enchiladas. And then on top of it, it was pre-sliced pieces of steak that they had obviously marinated in something magnificent that was sweet. And it maybe even had some citrus in it. And then they grilled it perfectly and they threw those bits of steak directly on top of those cheese enchiladas and friends. Sounds delicious. Dude. It was great. I don't know if I'll ever go there and not get that. I, it's, it's the steak was so tender and it was so flavorful. And then of course the cheese enchiladas were excellent. They have really good cheese enchiladas, but man, I, I've been thinking about that this last week. We did, <laughs> we went Friday night. That's we tried like the three of us, when it works out, we try to go out at least one night a week as a family. And that was where we went. And Evelyn really, she, she dug the chips. She likes chips. Yeah. <laughs> so this chips is a and, and chicken tenders. We have that kid. Lots of, uh, lots of food talk, but this is, this is what we are. 
Um, yeah. Sorry, man. Randomly. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. I, I, I got something else to add to it before I get to my last thing. Randomly, Samantha came home. So she's doing a rotation in, in her master's program on a school here in town. Um, she comes back and is like, hey, like, this is before I got too windy. He's like, it's a beautiful day. I, w- I want to be out of the house. Let, let's let's go. Let's go to lunch. I was like, yeah, sure. Love to. And we were feeling adventurous. So like, because usually... We have a we have a very small rotation of restaurants we have to go to. She's like she's like I'm not really feeling Rosa's. And I don't really want to go pick up like fast food. I was like, well, your mom's been talking about Rachel's a lot. You want to go? You want to try Rachel's? Ah, uh, okay. Hold on Tell though. Me. We we drove into the parking lot. Legit, not a space to park. Oh yeah, the place is at lunch. Hopping, man. <laughs> and so Samantha and I were like, uh, we're gonna take this as a sign that we'll come back another day. Um, we end up going to Bubba's. This has been the first time we went to Bubba's. Uh, so it was me, Samantha, and Hayden. Hayden's a mess. So he got the we, we got him the grilled cheese, and it came with a basket of fries and everything. Of course, he says dip, dip everything. So we we pulled his sandwich out, we put some some ketchup in there, and he was dipping both his sandwich into the ketchup and his fries. Yeah. And then for whatever reasons, he like he he asks for something, but because nobody can understand what he says, he breaks down. He's like, "Do you want you want a chip? Do you want more drink or whatever?" And he ended up like, cause what he does is like, if you offer something and he doesn't know what he wants, he like waves his hands like real fast and just like mm-hmm. knocks out of your hand. It's frustrating. A little 18 month old. Um, but when he did that, this, this last time he knocked his entire basket of fries onto the floor. And I was like, son, there goes most of your lunch. Waiter comes up. is like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Can, can I get you a, another basket of fries? And I was like, I was already frustrated. I was like, no, because he's, he's going to knock it off again. And I'm, I don't want you to charge me for you know the side of fries. Because the way he said it, it sounded like he's going to go get us another side of fries. Like he's going to go get sure. a side. I was like, yeah, no. So what he ended up wanting was some water. He was thirsty. <laughs> His cup was like in line with like Samantha's lunch. So we tried to give him a bite of what she was having. And he was like, no, I don't want that. Anyways, went to Bubba's. I got a pizza. I got the pizza. Meaty. The meaty, meaty. This is a meats pizza. Samantha got the Bubba's Fiesta dip. Meh. It's okay. Fiesta dip. Yeah, like, so what, she's like the a, candies Fiesta dip, which is incredible. It's like a it's like a bean based dip. Okay. She she described it as more like a like a chili dip. It was like beans and bacon and guac, mm. pico, black onions, not poof, black olives. Um, black onions. I don't even know what that I didn't even is. catch it. I was like, "Yeah, black onions. That sounds good." Uh-huh. Anyways, Keep it was going. fine. It wouldn't do over, but because of the what they offered there is like, well, because there were so many different things that she would want to would have wanted to have tried. Wow, that was a lot. Uh, she's like, "Well, we can come back and try something else." So, yeah. Anyways, pizza was good. Last thing I want to talk about. I learned this today because it's always I, I should have just taken the time before today to figure it out. Always intrigued. Days like today, go to the bathroom, the water in the toilet bowl is significantly lower. And I I was like, I know it has to do with the wind. Obviously, it's the only thing different. No idea why. Figured it out, Michael. I'm sure you had this figured out years ago because you're a super genius engineer and understand these things. It has to do with the vent pipe on your plumbing. The, The air blowing over the top of the vent pipe. So all of your plumbing has a vent on it, right? So you don't get gases back from the sewer. Um, so the drain on your plumbing has a vent pipe that goes all the way up through the roof. The, you blow air over it, 
creates low pressure at the top, basically a small suction. Yep. So it just pulls a little bit of water down into the drain because of the wind blowing over the top of the vent pipe. Did not know that. So now you do. On windy days like today, the water in your toilet is going to be a little bit lower because of the wind blowing over the vent pipe, causing some negative pressure. And if you look closely, you can see it move. Yeah, you'll be able to see it move because of the the changes in pressure as the wind is blowing over it, depending on how fast it is or direction, how it's, how it's hitting your pipes. Yeah. Crazy. So you got to be careful. I mean, de- de- depending, depending upon what your plans are, you may want to flush the toilet to make sure, <laughs> make sure it's full. there's more water in there than, than yeah, yeah. Than expect. Anyways, that'll do it for us on the 23 Personnel Podcast. <laughs> for Michael, I'm Spencer. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.